Welcome, my friend. What is it that you want from me? To learn the truth about who you really are. I will do such terrible things. Yes, but it doesn't have to be that way. The choice is still yours to make. Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Laugh it up, fuzzball. And Drew Shepard. Roger, Roger. All right. How's it going, Drew? Fantastic, man. Um, In Shepard family news, we just got a Roomba two or three days ago. And I have to say, this is somewhat revolutionized how we're living in the sense that wow. our house is actually clean and it's a little bit creepy because we have all tile floors now since we've been doing a lot of work on our house everything's tile and so walking on sand constantly is it's not my favorite thing in the world i'm not gonna lie you know if i'm at the beach cool but uh, at the house not really and so the fact that this little thing just takes care of it um i'm loving that so Roomba's all the way right now. So how many times a day do you droid? Basically, and I love droid. Yeah. <laughs> how many times a day do what, you run one of the Does it just go once a day? Uh, we, I, it's, right now it's running three times a day because we have dog fur everywhere still, and it's oh, okay. losing its mind trying to get it all. So. Sure. Have you learned nothing, though, from, from watching this show, that the cleaning droids – are the ones that infiltrate and like cause catastrophic failure to the starship. That's right true. now. That's it has true. not tried to shoot me, but <laughs> I'm keeping the pistol close by in case it decides to rebel. <laughs> oh, you know, you respected its rights. No, not at all. Uh, no, nope. we don't want it. We don't want any Roomba revolutions. To worry about. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't fall in love. I know where to cut the cord out. Exactly. So. <laughs> Don't let Amy fall in love either. Oh, she's the one that fell in love at first sight. This is why we have it, if we're honest. If we're totally honest, this is a her purchase kind of thing. I got to say, did you get an actual Roomba or an off-brand or what? No, it was the actual Roomba, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we have off-brands. We actually have two off-brands. Two. And I hate them. I hate them. They just, I'll be sitting there and it just starts pushing on my foot. Comes in there. Gets in my way, makes a bunch of noise. Doesn't even go like that. Maybe it's because we have an off brand, but it doesn't even really go in a path that makes any sense. I'm like, this is the most nonsensical thing. It drives me nuts. I hate the thing. I hate it. I just yes. kick it away. Yeah. They're so Turn much louder off. than you would think they would be. They mark them as, oh, they're quiet. They, you don't, I'm like, no, I can hear that thing clear across the whole house. Mm. So, no, that is not quiet. Well, I'm glad it's not just a problem with my off-brand room. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we got ours for free online somehow. Um, Shanna does, they'll send her stuff and she'll, you know, um, she'll, they send her like things to do product reviews on and different things like that sometimes. And, I think maybe one of our vacuums was from that. One of them I know she bought, but I think we got one for basically free. Sometimes we have to pay a little bit for it. But anyway, hate the things. But I'm glad you're happy with it. What's going on, John? All right. So uh, I found out this week that I have a, a change in my job uh, mm-hmm. that is going to move me. Um, uh, 
really emotionally state. Oh, uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep. No, it's going to move me. Yeah. No, going to move me to a different state. Um, and so, uh, state I've lived in before, same company I'm with now, but still big news for the family. Uh, we've lived in Mississippi now for over three years, and that's the longest we've lived anywhere uh, since we've been married. We've been married for uh, 12 years now. And so, uh, kind of a big deal. It's, uh, as close to home probably as we felt before and we're, we're heading to a different uh, different area now so excited um so we'll see cool we moved a lot growing up john um and you have definitely continued that trend really sean and i have too even even up until now we haven't lived anywhere for more than five years and that's how it was when we were growing up is we'd stay somewhere for about four four to five years but you're moving a lot and part of that's because uh, you move up a lot. You move up in your company quite a bit. And right. I think you're, yeah. aren't you one of the youngest people in the, at the tier that you're in, in the, in the company, or at least on uh, the younger probably, end of people. At yeah, that probably not, probably not anymore. Uh, but I was, oh, okay. uh, at one point. Yeah. Okay. Definitely one of the younger uh, in the positions that I was in. So, um, it, it's, it's never been forced on me. It's always been something I've chosen to do. Um, but it just seems to work out to, to help me get higher up in, within the company to, to be willing to do that. So. Sure. Yeah. Great. Cliff, what about well, you, man? I'm uh, playing some video games lately. I had just started. I've got these two boxes. So I, I kind of collect old video games. I, and I've got quite a few. I've got probably about, I don't know, four, between four and 500 different games cartridges a few disc based games you know most i really like the old cartridge based stuff the mostly super nintendo and sega genesis i've got some nes uh stuff as well and i just really really have a and i've talked about that on this podcast before but i've got these two boxes um i've downsized before and i have i've, I've got probably a third of what i've had at my and maybe my peak um I've just gotten rid of games over the years, realizing that ah, I'm really not going to play this. It's just taking up space. I've got way too much to play, but, but I've, it, so we moved into a new house not too long ago and I set up what I knew I was going to keep. I put it all in the shelves and got it all decorated around my, my new TV setup. did a big, big, uh, got a really big 77 inch OLED. I got a new sound bar coming in that I'm excited about and, um, just trying to get the room all decorated up nice. But one of the things I didn't want to put all the games back on the shelf. So I did, I put all the ones I know that I'm going to keep and they're all displayed really nice, but I have these back to the two box, <laughs> two boxes. One box is stuff I know I'm going to get rid of. I'm just, I look at it. I'm like, I'm never going to play this. I know what this game is. I know how it plays. And I'm just, I'm not going to pick up golf on the NES and play it. I actually don't even know if I have that, but, um, but it's that kind of game. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's in the get rid of box that I just know I'm not going to touch. Or I don't have any nostalgia for, you know, there's games I'm not going to touch that, that I'm going to keep anyway. Like I've got my old King James Bible on Game Boy <laughs> and that's kind of fun. So uh, I'm never going to play it, but you know, it's fun to turn on every now and then and look, look at it. Um, I remember being allowed to, you know, basically play my Game Boy in church or wasn't playing. It was just opening a Bible app, but, 
not app. Let's <laughs> call it an app. Definitely wasn't that. But the second box is stuff that I'm like, I, you know what? This game looks like it could potentially be fun, but I don't know what it is or how it plays or whether or not I actually even like it. And so that is the box that needs to be going through. And I had, uh, we had some friends over tonight. And after one couple left, there were two couples. After one couple left, me and, uh, and, and Kyle sat down in front of the TV and started chipping away at that box. And we only played three games, but actually, no, we played four games. Um, we had one that went back into the decide box because we couldn't make a decision on it the amount of time that we actually played it. But Captain America and the Avengers is a keeper. Um, Smart Ball was going to be a keeper, but then I, I questioned it after after we got done. I'm not sure if I'm keeping Smart Ball or not. That's in that's in the maybe pile. And then we are I'm definitely getting rid of one. I don't even remember what it is. Um what was that? Oh, Beethoven the <laughs> second. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible game. Uh like new almost immediately. yeah, yeah. A new almost immediately. <laughs> Just bad. Just obviously, like, they got the license and we're like, oh, let's do something, you know. Um, just garbage. Absolute garbage. I shouldn't even sell it. I should just throw it away. And I might because it might not sell for anything. I won't throw it away, but I might not make a penny off of it. Anyway, that's that's been what's going on with me. So, so how about this Star Wars art, guys? What a freaking curveball. We just experienced with this thing. Um, man, I don't know what to expect from you guys. I don't, I don't know what you guys thought about this thing, but I'm excited about talking about it. Uh, definitely not at all what I expected from this series. Uh, so let me go over the plot here. Y'all ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. So we, we get a 2,000-year-old distress code that gets picked up by the Republic. And Obi-Wan and Anakin go to investigate, along with Ahsoka. Ahsoka's there as well. And at the site where they get the distress signal from, they get sucked into another world. And um, they, you know, they kind of disappear from the scanners of the rest of the clones. Well, the rest of the clones from the clones, from the Republic people that are tracking them. Um, anyway, when they get to the planet, they land their ship. and they run into Qui-Gon Jinn while they're there, a, a spirit apparition of Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, they're wandering around on this weird planet, seeing these weird, um, following these, these weird, this weird light lady that's covered in light, who I don't think we ever learn her name. Later on, she gets referred to as the daughter, but they start following her along. And it's while they're following her, actually, that they get separated. Um, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan are on one side of, of the separation. Then Anakin goes off and continues to follow this light lady. And that's when they, they actually interact with Qui-Gon inside this cave. And Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan and Ahsoka that the planet, or maybe just Obi-Wan, that the planet is a conduit of the Force. Um, kind of a strange interaction. But they basically stay the night in the cave. And Anakin goes off and spends the night with this man that he meets who calls himself the father or is at least is called the father throughout the episode. Um, and that father decides that he's going to put Anakin to the test because he believes him to be the chosen one. Um, what ends up happening is that this son, so there's a son and a daughter, and the son can transform into a gargoyle, and the daughter can transform into a griffin. And the father basically orders the son and the daughter to capture Ahsoka and 
Obi-Wan and stand on two sides of this arena and murder them. And then he says, Anakin, you have to choose. It's kind of like a Joker Batman moment here. Um, Anakin does not choose, but uses his incredible force powers to basically lift both into the air and force them to let the two go and then slams them against the wall. And these, these are big, freaky, scary looking creatures too. Like they do a good job of conveying the power that these, uh, these beings have. Uh, the gargoyle is dark and, and represents the dark side. The griffin's light and represents the light side. Anyway, that's basically him passing the test. The father wanted to see if he could control both the son and the daughter, like he has apparently done over the years. And by controlling these two, maintain balance in the force. So he asks Anakin to basically stay and take his place when he dies. And Anakin's like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. So he decides he's going to leave. Um, well, Dark Sun, <laughs> I'm going to call him Dark Sun and Light Daughter, okay? So Dark Sun uh, sneaks onto the plane while they're flying away. This is the next episode now. And kidnaps Ahsoka. Well, Anakin is like, move over, Obi-Wan. I'm taking control. He grabs the controls. He flies after him. Um, but uh, Gargoyle's way faster. Dark Sun is way in the form of his Gargoyle form. He's, he's way faster than this ship. So he flies off to his, his Mordor Tower. And um, Anakin narrowly misses it, but ends up crashing onto the planet. Jumps out, runs to the tower after Ahsoka to save her. And Obi-Wan decides he's going to go. He's like, no, nah, dude, this guy's, this guy's too powerful. We can't, I, we can't face him. I'm going to go find the father and try to get some help here. So Obi-Wan goes uh, before the father. Um, we skip over to Ahsoka. She gets bitten by this little dude in her cage who ends up being the son who can, you know, conveys himself as a creature. Dude, this sounds so strange as I tell it. Um, through biting her or <laughs> whatever, he ends up taking control of her. Uh, the son then goes and attacks the father. The daughter gives Obi-Wan this blade that can kill the son. And, um, and, and I guess they need that blade because their lightsabers are, have been totally ineffective throughout this whole thing. They just, they can block them with their arms. It's like they do nothing to these, these force beings. Um, Ahsoka shows up and demands that Anakin join the son. And then Ahsoka and Anakin fight. Obi-Wan and the daughter then show up and she fights the son while Obi-Wan goes to try to help Anakin. So the son and the daughter are fighting. Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting Ahsoka and trying not to kill her. Um, even though, because, you know, she's been taken over by the son. She's not, she's not under her own, she's not in her, her, her own head at this point. Um, let's see. Then Ahsoka ends up taking the force blade from Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan was given that force blade to be able to fight the son. But, uh, Ahsoka takes it and gives it to the son, and then the son kills her. Just Ahsoka's dead. So she drops dead and limp, and the blade falls from her hand. At least that's what Wikipedia said. I wasn't sure if she was dead or just you know incapacitated, but Wikipedia said she was dead. And then the father shows up. He actually shows up a little before this, but he's there. And the son tries to kill the father, but the daughter steps in and takes the hit. And so the son kills the daughter. I guess it's his sister. Um, and then he's mad about it because he was obviously wanting to kill the father for some reason. And he decides he's going to leave. So he's gone. And the daughter says, all right, well, I'm about to die anyway. So let me transfer the last of my life force into Ahsoka. Ahsoka wakes up, the daughter's dead and Ahsoka remembers nothing. All right. Episode three of this arc. Uh, 
They're, go they're going to get the ship ready so they can get out of here. Anakin checks in with the father. I forget why, but he has some reason he wants to go check in with the father. Maybe he's just worried about this now. Like, eh, what, what should I leave or should I go make sure that this is the right thing to do? And uh, the father doesn't really want his help anymore. He's like, no, nah, dude, you're, you're too powerful. At this point, I'm kind of afraid that you'll team up with my son and really bad stuff will happen. Um, but Qui-Gon shows up and is like, go to the well of souls. But not well of souls. Well of, uh, well of the force, he calls it. And so he, I wonder what the well of souls is. That's from something. Anyway, he goes to the well of force and there he meets the son and is shown his future. Like all the, all the details, like Padme's death and Dar the Darth Vader suit that he ends up in. Like he, he sees what he becomes and um, is like, well, this can't happen. We've got to change this. The son's like, well, let's change it then. Um, we can do these horrible things. We don't know what those are, but if you do, if you join me, then we'll go out and we'll take care of this clone war and then we'll change the future. The future is not set. Right. And so um, Obi-Wan has followed and he finds out that Anakin has joined up with a son here. And so he sends Ahsoka a message to disable the ship. So she disables the ship so that the son and Anakin can't leave this place and wreak havoc on the galaxy. But then the father finds Anakin. The son goes off to do something else. And I'm already probably giving way too much detail here. So the father goes, uh, the father goes and finds Anakin while he's away from the son. He erases his memory. And then he finds his son and kills himself. Okay. So remember, the son was trying to kill him before, but he kills himself, and that distresses the son. Um, and while he is distressed, Anakin sneaks up and nails him in the back with a lightsaber. Then it's done. All right. And then they leave. What the heck, John? <laughs> so, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry, that was too long, but how do, how do you, there's just so, so was, much that happens here. So, so it was, it was like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, mixed with Lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I thought of Lost and a that, lot. That's dude. what I kept thinking about the whole time. So, yeah. Because the, the planet was basically the force. Right. You know, he said the, the planet is the made of the force. Use it. Right. I wanted to hate it the whole time, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. So. <laughs> Drew, overall impressions here. Um, overall, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I really had a good time with it. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know how we're all going to rate this, so I might be the only one to say that. But I, I am undecided on my um, rating completely right now. I have no idea. I'm, I've been waiting for this discussion. So. I have to say, the thing that I really liked the most throughout the whole arc was the amount of foreshadowing. So when they're okay. in the cave the first episode, and Obi-Wan has that conversation with Qui-Gon in the cave. And then Ahsoka has that conversation with her older self in the cave. And, you know, they're each having, it's almost like Qui-Gon and older Ahsoka know something. It's sort of implied that they know something, but they can't really say it to their earlier selves, you know, or the rip in time will cause havoc, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, we actually got a reference to the laws of time Yeah, that yeah. the father accused the son of breaking by showing Anakin the future, which is why he erased his memory, right? Right. And that's Weird. another thing. You know, you see the that foreshadowing there. 
And as we've discussed, I love episode three, too. And so this all yeah, sure. sort of feeds into that as well. And so just the amount of foreshadowing and how it tied in so much with the actual events that happen in the movies. You know, some of these arcs I like, they're enjoyable, they're fun to watch. Sure. But this one I can actually see, okay, I see how there's a clear direct tie to um, to the movies. And I, so I really enjoy that. Yeah, it was almost like giving Anakin an opportunity to pre-reflect on everything that ends up happening, right? And and then this, what what choice does he make when he knows what happened? What will happen? What will happen? That's the way to say it, I guess. When he knows what will happen, <laughs> what will he do? Well, what does he do? He joins the dark, the dark side. side. Yeah. And I did think that was cool. It was like, almost like a, he had a chance, right? He saw what he became and he still chose basically the same path in a different way. That, that was we, neat. That was we neat. don't know what, I mean, from what we saw, he saw Padme suffering. Right, he that's saw, true. It, like a youngling crying. Of course, he mm-hmm. kills the youngling later. Oh yeah, I um, missed the youngling. I should have gone uh, back and watched that scene. In everything you see, it was like distressing stuff. Now he does realize that he causes it too, because he tells that guy, "I caused all this pain or whatever it is," and he kind of says, "Hey, it doesn't have to be that way." So I don't know that he's choosing to go ahead and, and be Vader. You know, he's choosing right. dark side to avoid that path. Is kind of the way That's I right. saw it. Yeah, but isn't that what what the choices that he made were basically anyway? He's, his whole time, rather than just being committed to a moral right or committed to the light side or whatever, he is trying to avoid bad things happening. And that's what he's manipulated by, is his, his unwillingness to accept um, you know, the death of his mother, the death of his wife, the, um, yeah. So the son was, was not about the Sith either. You know, he, he said, said, let's destroy the Sith. That's true. But he did say, well, yes and no. When they asked him if he's a Sith, he said yes and no. So, so I wasn't sure about that. So my thoughts were, he's, he's like, hey, let's go kill Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it's I mean, actually it a really a cool path down the dark It'd be a cool side. alternate timeline. Because I think they could have taken Palpatine. Right? Palpatine, I don't think is at full strength yet, for one thing. I think he is probably incredibly powerful by this point. But not to the extent that we see him eventually become, right? So here's another weird thing. Speaking of Palpatine, one other thing I thought about a lot during this, and I don't know the connections, and maybe we'll never know any of the connections. I halfway expect this will be the only time the series ever brings these people into the picture. Well, they're all dead now, right? They all die at the end of it, so there's no telling. The daughter's dead, the son got killed at the end, and then the father died and gave his like last words. And- and so that was the way that Anakin brought balance was basically by killing everybody, right? Um, the uh, what was I going to say here? The um, lost it, lost it. <laughs> Can I pick up? <laughs> yeah, pick up. Maybe you'll know. I'll remember okay, it in a second. Maybe you'll remember it. So while we're on the topic of Palpatine, 
Yeah. I have no idea if this was intentional or not, but in Anakin's dream, the mother's voice changed and it was the same voice actor of Palpatine. I don't know if that was intentional yeah. or if that was very purposeful, but sure. I just found that very interesting that when the mother was getting upset at the very last bit of the, the transformation dream scene, that her voice was Palpatine. So it's like, I don't know if this, what this means or if it means anything, but I just really enjoyed that. I mean, it made me start to really dig deeper into what was happening with the son in particular and Anakin and their relationship. Yeah, I remember now. It was in the Rise of Skywalker at the end of it. The big reveal was Palpatine wanted someone to kill him, right? Because by killing him, all of his power was going to go into them. And he would essentially live on through them. And that's where I thought it was interesting because the son wanted to kill the father, but didn't want the father to kill himself. And so there was something about the actual killing of him that it seems like did something versus the father killing himself. Maybe now he's not going to get his power or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. That was strange. So I don't know if there might be a connection there. Did y'all catch that or? Or make that make that connection because he tried to kill the father at one point. He got the sword and tried to kill the father, and the daughter stepped in the way twice. He tried to uh, kill him yeah, twice. Yeah, you're he right. Did at like the, the end, force shock thing and threw him down the stairs the first time. Yeah, I think that may have been. I don't, I'm not sure he's 100 percent committed to killing him at that point, though. Just slightly. But at the end of it, <laughs> he took the sword and was yeah. like, "I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him with the sword." So I, th- I feel like there had to be some reason he wanted to kill him. Because later on, he's upset that he dies. He's upset when he kills himself. So, I, don't know. I don't know if there's a connection there or not, but I but wondered if there was maybe some ideas that some parallels there. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even think that at first. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing from Rise of Skywalker and from uh, The Mandalorian, spoiler alert, is the healing thing, right? Because the healing, the life force being transferred, I kind of assumed was introduced in the Mandalorian. And it was cool that that episode where they had the healing stuff was the episode right before Rise of Skywalker came out. And so I felt like, well, they introduced the healing and and right before. So when you get to Rise of Skywalker, you're not just like, wait, what are they doing? You're like, oh, okay, well, baby Yoda did this, right? The child did this. So, um, but apparently that's, that's been a thing in Star Wars. And you kind of assumed, I think, I think I assumed that, that, that had probably come from Legends at some point but no it's actually it was already canon through the corn wars um this transference of the life force that's how rise of skywalker ends is uh that ray is dead and we use the we use not we what is it what's his name adam driver Kylo. <laughs> basically yeah kylo ben. um ben <laughs> uses his life force to basically sacrifice his own life to save Ray's, which is essentially what happens here too. She knows she's dying. So she's like, well, what, what else am I going to do with my life force? <laughs> I'm yeah. about to lose it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Real selfish. <laughs> uh, anyway. The thing I noticed too was, did y'all catch the line from the, the son? Right. It was either right after shortly after he killed his sister when he said something to the effect of you're the only one I ever really loved, you know, or really cared about something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I started thinking about that. I was like, 
I, I don't I wonder if that's a parallel between Anakin and Padme because he is the one who kills her, yet he's she is probably the only one that he ever really loved. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's just an interesting parallel, I thought, because he becomes dark to save her. Yet, I mean, the similarities were just there. I mean, not complete, but there was enough similarities to where it made me pause for a moment and think about it. Yeah. I got a question, Drew. Are you think you're ever going to go back and watch Lost? Uh, probably not, no. Because this is major spoiler. I'm just going to go in the entire series. All right, if you're, if you're listening and you have not seen Lost, Lost is my favorite television show. Skip forward just a few seconds, all right? Because I want to, I wanna, maybe a minute, all right? I'll, I'll get through this quick. But I want to point this out, because John, you already touched on this. Okay, so start skipping forward now. The whole point of the island in Lost is to contain the smoke monster, right? And he can't escape. It's like if he, if he gets into the real world, it's over, right? Um, and so that, and, and obviously we get the personification of the smoke monster and everything in the later seasons. The smoke monster is a person, essentially. And, um, and that's, that's what the whole thing was. That's what the whole I, the existence of the island was. And so it's, it's what you were saying, John. It's you can't let the smoke monster out. You can't let him off. You can't let him get on a plane. And that's kind of what that whole third episode was, was don't let him get on. Don't let him get off or the whole galaxy is doomed. You know, don't let the smoke monster get out. The whole world is doomed. Uh, so apparently that wasn't original with Lost. I am pretty sure. Actually, I'm 100% sure that this came out. Uh, maybe not 100%. Which was first, this or Lost? I think this was. I'm pretty sure this was. Johnny, you looking it up? Season six of Lost yeah, is when we got all those content, concepts introduced um, versus season three of the Clone Wars. So which one was first, season three of Clone Wars or season six? Um, anyway, I thought, I thought those parallels were just very, very apparent. I don't know if there was any borrowed material, but I do know that Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse are big Star Wars fans, right? So I don't know if they're big enough to be watching the Clone Wars, but they are big enough to throw original trilogy references in throughout the Lost series. So you do get a lot of those All right. um, one-liners. Lost season six, February yeah. 2nd through May 23rd, 2010. Okay. Clone Wars season three, September 17th, 2010 to March 26th, 2011. Whoa. Okay. So Lost was first. Interesting. Yeah. Well, now that would have been crazy. Imagine watching Lost come out and then seeing the Clone Wars later that year. That would have been nuts. That's that's shocking to me, honestly. That's pretty shocking to me. Do you think, because this is a, a really random episode, do you think they just, we had a bunch of Lost fans on the writing staff of Clone Wars and they just stole all the ideas? We're like, Maybe. let's do this. This would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just waiting for them to to leave and then I'll want to go back and you know, I don't know. <laughs> I saw this as a fan service arc. I really did. I mean, you had Qui-Gon twice in here. I mean, you had the Darth Vader reveal. Um, there, there was a lot for real Star Wars fans who could watch this arc without not knowing a whole lot about the Clone Wars that if they just watched these three episodes, of the Clone Wars, they could easily 
understand what's going on if they had seen the movies. This felt very Star Trek to me as well. You know, it was like weird space thing that we're going to go explore that's very unfamiliar yeah. that we kind of have to put together and figure out. It doesn't make a lot of sense to us. It, it just felt very, felt very Star Trek to me. Um, it's just so out of, so, out of nowhere. So Drew, you mentioned Qui-Gon. So I was curious after seeing and hearing him on here. Uh, so I did look it up and this was Liam Neeson's voice that they oh, used, which nice. we don't see. We don't see often with Clone Wars. It, they generally don't use that same uh, actor for the voice actor. So when I heard him, I was like, wow, they did a good job with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, and I looked it up and it said Liam Neeson was a guest star in this uh, episode. So that's again, so fan cool. service for sure. So dude, man, I love Liam Neeson. That's so that was, fantastic. that couldn't have been a cheap get unless Liam Neeson's just like, man, you know what I really want to do? Voice Qui-Gon again. I'm going to call those Clone Wars guys and see if they want to use me. Let's do it for free. I'm I hear sure they're giving Solo a movie. Maybe they'll give me one soon if I keep doing this. Uh, I wouldn't mind a Qui-Gon movie. You know, I go back and forth on it. I feel like it might be really boring, but, you know, because I think Qui-Gon's a little bit boring. I love him, the role he plays and everything, but. I don't know him because he was trained by Dooku, right? <laughs> he's just too good to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Dooku training. I think we've talked about this before. But. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so here's here's what I didn't get. Why did Qui-Gon tell Anakin to go to the well of um what is the well of souls from? I'm gonna look it up. Why did but why did he tell him to go there? Well of the force. So so I had trouble in this uh, deciding if every time he appeared, if it was actually Qui-Gon or if it was somebody, mm. one of the uh, brother or sister manipulating. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and so I wasn't sure at times. I was like, "No, that's got to be him." And then others, I was like, "Right, that was a little too, uh, too harsh." Just like with the Ahsoka, the the older Ahsoka. Um, I mean, it's not like Ahsoka really time traveled. I don't think mm-hmm. um, uh, that was some of this Force planet and the brother or sister or the the father manipulating is what I was thinking. So I don't know. Okay. Well of Souls is apparently a place, a partially man-made cave known in the time of Crusades as the Holy of Holies. And it's in Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones goes into the Well of Souls when he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant. So, Which, you know, uh, there's some Indiana Jones Star Wars crossovers. So it's okay. There's Wait, what? Is there? So there's some, uh, there's actually some comics uh that han solo no, meets indiana jones not. no he there doesn't are. yeah i've, I've no. seen some online uh, <laughs> uh, like, not real well, so, like official comics i think it's it's probably called legends now well, um, of course. i don't think it's canon but yeah it was it's legit Whoa. stuff okay i'm sorry that's stupid that's stupid can't like you Jetsons see han Flintstones. solo like no uh-huh. ninja turtles and, Sp- and who did the ninja turtles meet and the power rangers like, come on. Uh-uh. I actually love those crossovers, but um, but no. Like again, I'd I'd love to see you know somebody as much with as a entertaining. <laughs> somebody with a lightsaber like Darth Maul or something doing all these things in front of the uh, Indiana Jones oh, yeah. and he can just pull out his revolver and Oh, and you know uh, they did that. You know <laughs> they did that. And remember, remember there's no gunpowder in the Star Wars universe. Right? So is there is there not? No gunpowder. 
No, they use these all these lasers. So I, I read something that we're getting way off here. I read something though that said Grievous was a uh, uh, prior to him being the way he is now was one of the best with a slug rifle, which is technically a gunpowdered right. powered yeah. rifle. Um, yeah, and I guess they have explosions. I mean, how else do you create the explosions that you create without some kind of? I'm sure other thing. I mean, you could use other things, I suppose. But. Nuclear fission, fusion. There goes the. There's just been a few. There's just been a few cases where I've been like, you know what? Why aren't they just using guns? It's the energy shields. Remember, like a gun could penetrate those energy shields. So just have an alt fire on your blaster. And have a few bullets in there in case somebody puts up a shield and you, you no problem you're good good to go whatever doesn't have to all make sense it was a long time um, ago and a galaxy <laughs> far gunpowder hadn't been invented yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so again i think we're rehashing some old ground here but um but i don't like indiana jones and the stars universe and that's not a crossover i want to see i mean i'd watch it but i don't want it i don't want it Keep my keep my keep the Flintstones out of the Jetsons. Keep the uh, keep Indiana Jones out of Star Wars. Keep my Harrison Ford separated. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What a weird what a weird paradox. Come on, like why do we look the same? <laughs> why do we basically act the same? We're basically the same person. <laughs> I hate snakes. Hey, that's my line. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> Wait, what's a snake? No, there's no snakes in the Star Wars universe, are there? I don't think there are any animals from our universe in the Star Wars universe. You have things like them, like womp rats are basically rats, right? But um, but they're not our rats. They're something different. You have things that are like snakes, but you don't have any snakes, right? Right? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there are no animal crossovers. Just humans. Humans are the only things that exist in both galaxies and Wookiees, but we call him okay. Bigfoot. <laughs> we call him Bigfoot. We have one Wookiee. <laughs> Just one <laughs> that we know about. It, yeah. He's lost. Awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 2000 year old signal was interesting. It, it made me think about, um, so it's, one of the things that bothered me about the video games, what are they called again? Knights of the Rep Knights of the Old Republic. So those games take place 3,000 years before Star Wars does. And, and okay, that's fine. But when I think about 3,000 years of our history, it's like, uh, like we don't even have ruins from stuff 3,000 years ago, you know? It's, that's, that's so long ago. That's so long ago. That's almost like pre-written history. Maybe I'm making myself out to be a fool right now. But but Jesus was 2,000 years ago, you know? And we find stuff that's just been buried for centuries. And most of those documents are just not not in existence anymore. Obviously, we have a lot of, like, Bible copies. But most other documents from that period of time are, we, we, may, we might have a handful. Um, and most of them are complete. I mean, we just don't, you just don't have stuff from that long ago because it's so long ago and, and world powers have risen and fallen and so many changes take place in just a few generations. Um, 3000 years doesn't make any sense for all the technology to be essentially the same and all of it. And so when, when I get this signal from 2000 years ago, it made me think about that. It was kind of like, okay, why, 
how can they even recognize a distress signal from 2000 years ago, right? Like they would have iterated on the concept of distress signals quite a bit. <laughs> they wouldn't have, like, it's just an old code. It's like, it's an old code, but it checks out. Um, like, no, this is 2000 years. Silly, silly concept. I'm not a big fan of that. I wish the histories were a little bit more compact uh, for stuff like this. What I did like was the tips of the lightsabers. Did y'all catch that? The tips of the lightsabers. There was one moment where it really stood out. It was when Anakin, I, th I think it was when Anakin first confronted the father and he held the lightsaber like right up to his face. And we got a really zoomed in image of it. And the lightsaber came, it was a flat bar. And I've always imagined the end of the lightsaber to be rounded. And it probably is in the movies. But in this series, that lightsaber came to a very sharp point. I don't know. I just thought it was cool looking. I like yeah. that it was very sword-like. So that is now how I think about lightsabers is having a point on the end of them. I guess it will be for now. Really, I don't think that's how they're ever portrayed in the movies, but I did think it was cool looking. So the, the, obviously the weird stuff. Um, does, it, does it really have a place? Stuff like the, the Well of the Force, the Altar of Mortis, the strange planet that they're on, the godlike beings that they interact with. I mean, is Star Wars better with or without this stuff? What do you guys think? So, so I like some of it. I like, I like there being some, some mystical stuff to it and almost like it's a lost, uh, you know, a lost knowledge. Um, and, and I like that. I, I do. I, I've always, I've always kind of viewed the force that way, you know, it's, uh, and even the lightsaber being, you know, a, a what did Obi-Wan call it? A, a, a more refined weapon or, or, or some form of more civilized age. I don't remember. How, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Or, in, in or four. weapon. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I like, I've always liked thinking of the force that way is, you know, this, this is stuff that used to be well known and it's, we've just kind of, you know, it's outdated now. Um, and so I'm okay with some of that. Um, some of that. This was a lot. Uh, I think if there was a live action son turning into gargoyle, daughter turning into Ooh, I would hate Griffin, that. I, yeah, I would not be a fan. And so that's kind of what I think no. of. I try to picture be, the stuff of live like, action. Yeah, can you imagine like just doing a, a dumb CG of like a vampire like gargoyle tramp? Like, no. Mm. In live like action, Ewoks so, that would be so stupid. You know, so. That would be so stupid. Ewoks movie is kind of cool. I wouldn't want to see a, see a man CG transfer into a gargoyle in Star Wars. That would be ridiculous. And a griffin, like a griffin. You know, I don't like that. Why, like, why use a griffin? Make something up. Do something new. I think it was obviously a griffin and a gargoyle. No. Don't borrow from other fantasies. You know, we kind of talked about how there's no, uh, no animals from our universe. Don't pull other fantasy creatures from other fantasy universes. Man, that, I didn't think about that till just now. Not a griffin. I, I very much dislike the fact that there was a griffin in the gargoyle. And I do like the huge creatures. And you remember the first flash we kind of got of the gargoyle's face? Mm. That was cool. But I did I do not like that 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 griffin. No. Not a griffin. Bad choice. The sun in like human form, I thought was cool. I thought he yeah, was a really cool, cool looking evil guy. Uh, with the I didn't mind face. the daughter either. Nah, I wasn't as big a fan of her, but whatever. Mm. Um I like how it gave a little bit more 
form to what has been a little bit more of a nebulous concept, such as the chosen one or mm-hmm. w- the balance of the force. You know, we hear sure. that all the, the balance of the force, but you know, what, what does that really mean? Well, in this, we really get to see what that sort of looks like, you know, someone trying to keep the light, the dark, and keep them in check, keep them from overrunning each other. And so I liked that idea, how they, how they showed it. Again, I'm with you. I don't think a live action, that would go well at all. But for animation, I, I thought it was neat to see how they took some of these more abstract concepts and actually made them into some type of a form. Yeah, and you talk about the chosen one. Wasn't that in the prequels an ancient prophecy? And so, okay, they're trying to bring some light. I guess they're saying that this is what it means. This is what it means that he's the chosen one. Is that he's supposed to go to this this yeah, weird planet. That's too narrow for me because that's like, yeah, look, right. stay on this planet and control these people. You're the chosen one. Yeah, but they're not just people, right? Like they're the, they're the personification of the light and dark sides of the force at the place where all of the force passes through, right? And so my maybe, question- But from, maybe this prophecy is even more ancient than that. Maybe this is just these, their interpretation of the prophecy, the father's interpretation of the prophecy. Um, is that he is supposed to because he's going to die and he's like my kids are this isn't going to go well i've got to get somebody here who can control them right and that's that's my thought is so that's the father's interpretation but the question in my mind kept coming back well is that also yoda's interpretation is that also qui-gon's interpretation of the chosen one Mm -hmm. is that true i mean we did get a lot of people saying well, from my point of view, this this arc right. is kind of funny. Anakin says that a lot in the the prequels. So Which I think ties in great with what John said of that sort of a narrow view because that they left it open enough to say the chosen one, uh, this is what I sort of see as the chosen one. This is sort of what I see you as the role as the chosen one. And so even though it was more abstract and they made it a little more concrete, it's still not concrete even then so yeah and you know in uh in episode three uh that line obi-wan has with anakin um basically after he's defeated him um he says you know he yells at him that you, you were the chosen one you were supposed to bring balance um so obi-wan doesn't think this is the end all of that i think uh, for him to say that to anakin after that you know, emotional battle. maybe the I guess that prophecy is just really general that there is a chosen one that will bring balance to the force. And so everybody's like, well, what does that mean? You know, I don't know. I guess we don't know. It'd be interesting to read the prophecy, but maybe we shouldn't. So we shouldn't. So thinking of not being okay with the, uh, gargoyle, uh, thing, Cliff, I, I, you know, in bringing up the, the lost and the smoke monster, yeah, I think that could be okay. What? A smoke having a gargoyle. No. Oh, sure. Where yeah. where he's this man that basically disappears off into this extremely right. powerful smoke, right? Evil yeah, sure. Uh, sorry, sure. I just went through my head and I uh-huh. had to jump back to it. I think I think that that image would have worked better, right? If it was something more like the smoke monster 
because the smoke monster is a unique supernatural force. Whereas a gargoyle is just a gargoyle. Like we know what gargoyles are. We've seen gargoyles. That was a gargoyle. We know what griffins are. Like, but they could. They needed to use something because like it was darkness. so close to Lost. Yeah, it would have been like so. uh, they would have made Lost part of Star Wars canon or something. It's true. But even even her, like she could have just dissipated into light somehow, um, because she's the light side of the force, and he could have dissipated into to sort of a dark smoke, and that would have worked. I don't know. I mean, I will say I did think the big creatures were really cool looking even though i didn't like it being a griffin well i didn't really like it. i i honestly didn't dislike it being a griffin until i thought about it just now about it being a griffin but, but i really don't like it but it did look cool like like the gargoyle especially the gargoyle the big mouth on it and the just looked scary and intimidating the way they flashed it on really quick when when the gargoyle when the you know when dark sun was pretending to be anakin's mom uh, manipulating him that way um, and they you sort of got a flash that it was not actually Anakin's mom but that it was this evil creature you don't know what that was when you first saw it and like I thought their use of like their techniques there and how they portrayed him and when they portrayed him were really cool the design of it was cool um, and though I you know even though the gargoyle and the griffin I didn't necessarily love them I, I think the portrayal of them was clear, or I should say the intent of the animal creature chosen was clear. Whereas Griffins, I generally seem to think, you know, as noble, regal, majestic creatures, whereas gargoyles are generally more dark, maybe menacing, um, you know, similar to, you know, we are in America, so similar to maybe a eagle versus a snake or a serpent of some kind you know you ha you have an image just from an animal um you have a perception and so i think maybe that's what they were trying to go with the griffin versus the gargoyle yeah you think any of them read harry potter i mean they obviously do probably the gryffindor gryffindor slytherin if he'd been a snake it would have been a problem but <laughs> So, so funny you bring that up. Jessica actually walked in when uh, the the dark son had um, Ahsoka, and he was in that other creature form. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Is uh, is, is Dobby in Star Wars now? <laughs> so, <laughs> you're talking about the little dude that bit bit her in the cage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some Harry Potter fans. Somebody was a really big fan of Harry Potter and Lost. They came up with this plot. I was like, guys, that's this great idea. <laughs> um, the, uh, the one thing I did think a lot about during this episode, because it was so off the wall and out there, and yet I'm kind of like you, John. Like, I kept thinking, wait a minute, this is stupid. But why am I enjoying it so much? And, and I thought about what George Lucas wanted to do with the sequel trilogy. That crush else mine at all. Do y'all know what he wanted to do? Are y'all aware of this? So George Lucas's sequel trilogy was going to be an exploration into the micro world of the midi-chlorians. Um, in Rogue One, we get the Guardians of the Wills, W-H-I-L-L-S, and the Wills is the name of the race of creatures that actually are midi-chlorians and basically control the Force. Um, that sounds so stupid. But when I think about 
the sequel trilogy, um, there were there were elements of it that were disappointing, and most of that for me is just like they didn't they didn't go crazy enough, you know, they didn't go nuts enough. It was like they were trying to be a little bit too fan servicey, and they weren't original enough. And that's one thing I really appreciate about the prequel trilogies is is George Lucas it, again. I've got my issues with it, but he he did what he wanted to do, and really, when you look back at it, it's a it's a pretty freaking cool story, and it made me want to it made me want to see like what because George Lucas was still technically in charge of, of all this at this point, right? So so he got to you know if he wanted to, I don't know how much he actually interfered with what they wanted to do. I think he gave people probably too much liberty in their. Uh, extra content that they were creating because we have contradictions in the legend material and all that stuff. Some weird, weird stuff happens. Um, but I, I, uh, I really wish in a lot of ways that star Wars would just go off the rails and do something that nobody expects. Like another even bigger death star. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying is like, that's stupid. Like we don't need any more of that. And that's that was what I hated the most about not maybe not the most, but it was one thing I really didn't like. I, I liked the movie, but it was, it was one thing I really didn't like about the the last movie that came out was just like again we talked about it already in that very first episode we did, but just it's dumb to have a bunch of star destroyers where the threat the threat is exactly the same. The threat was the same in episodes four and six and seven and nine. The threat was always the same. It's we've got this big weapon that can destroy the galaxy. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna rule over it because we've got the biggest gun, um, and that's stupid. Like I, it was cool the first time, it was fine the second time, and after that, it, honestly, it was fine the third time. It's like all right, we're getting back into it. Do something that's gonna, but then like let's let's do something different. And maybe that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to do, um, but we ended up back in the same place where we've got a bunch of we got a bunch of star destroyers that can destroy planets and we have to take them out. Like let's, let's go into the, let's go into the world of the wills and, and see some weird stuff that we've never imagined before. Let's, let's do, let's, let's, let's see something that's crazy. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do a bunch of side stories from this point forward. And I don't know that we'll ever get the, the crazy off the wall, unexpected, you know, you've never seen anything like this before story in the Star Wars universe because because they could mess it up and there's too much money behind it at this point. All right. Are we, y'all have anything else you want to go over on this arc? Are we ready to rank it? On a much more superficial note, Ahsoka dual wielding lightsabers is pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. And I think we see her do that. Um, I think she does that in general, right? We've seen her do that before. I might've missed it. I thought this was the first time, but I could very well be wrong. Okay. It, it felt very familiar to me. But maybe it is. Maybe it was the first time. I don't know. I can't remember a specific instance. But yeah, that's cool. And I like how she holds them kind of backwards. It reminds me of. Uh, um, I don't think you've ever played it, John. But Drew, I know you have Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. How Zidane fights mm-hmm. is he holds these daggers, but he doesn't face them forward. He faces them backwards. Right. And that's kind of what she does. Is she maybe had one forward and one backward, and it just kind of reminded me of Zidane holding his knives and. And uh, I just always loved that. I loved the way that that looked in combat. So. Yeah, that's a unique battle style, and you know, and a sort Absolutely. of a, a tropey battle style. But I like it. So, yeah, yeah. Ahsoka's cool. She, she was cool this episode. I liked her. She didn't do a whole lot, I guess, plot wise, but um, 
but stylistically I'm, I'm digging it. All right, let's rank it. John, why don't you, uh, you know what? We already know Drew really likes it. So let's just let, let, let Drew give it, give it his nine or 10 and then we'll move on from there. <laughs> okay. That that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to give it a nine because I really did like it. There are a few things that were odd to me. The well of souls or whatever we were calling that you, well, well of, of force. force you've called it well of soul so many times now that's what i know, I know, I know so yeah. um you know there's a few odd things the dobby character was freaky but honestly i i liked and i've said multiple times already why i like it so i'm not gonna go into it all but i liked how it progressed the story um especially as it relates to the movies so i'm giving it a nine okay john who's who's going next me or you i uh, i I can go. I, I guess I'm not, I'm, I keep going uh, back know, and forth. I've got like a three that, that's point the thing. I'm, that's I what I was going to say. <laughs> it uh, it changes about every couple minutes uh, yeah. because I think of something. Um, I mean, I I think I'm going to go just right down the middle and say a five uh, because of that. Because oh, you know there were some there were some some neat things. Um, and then there's some things I really have trouble with, but you know, you can be as crazy with a story as you want, as long as you erase somebody's memory. Um, That's right. <laughs> of the most pivotal moment in the entire arc. Um, uh, so as long as you, as long as you kind of flash their memory away, uh, you can. Uh, so I don't know. I ask me tomorrow. It may be uh, higher, and the next day it may be lower. Uh, but right now I'm I'm at a five. And you mentioned the memory erasure. One of the things that I kept thinking about was like, oh, like, like he basically knew all this was going to happen. And yet it still happened. And so I'm thinking about these moments where, and then it's like, no, we just erased, erased, we just erased their memory at the end. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But I did like that they used it as a means to create this, like, what does Anakin think about himself? Right. I mean, how else would you do that? How else can you get this Clone Wars character to reflect on what future him does? And that's a, that's a neat thing to see him process and to see him react to. So I, I really like that about it. I like that it was, I think, bravely different. Um, and yet it had a griffin in it. So it's definitely not getting a nine. Um, I think I'm going seven. I think I'm going seven. And I'm like between, I've been jumping between like a six and an eight. And going back and forth, like, nah, this is a six. Like, I liked it, but yeah, has has some weird issues. And then I'm like, yeah, but like, I really enjoyed it. And there's certain moments that um, visually were very, very cool to see. Like, like you mentioned, Drew, that that moment where he has all the flash forwards, and you see the Darth Vader mask behind him. Um, that was a cool shot. Like, that's a shot. That's probably one of the most memorable shots like pictures that I have in my mind of this whole series is Anakin standing with all this lava around him and a big Darth Vader head behind it. Uh, super cool. Um, but it's a seven. I think, I think that the, the, the disappointments that I had and things like, frankly, things like Griffin's um, that type of thing um, and the memory erasures and just things that were a little bit like, <laughs> got to put up with that, I guess. Um, those are pulling it down for me as much fun as I had watching it. Probably one of the most enjoyable sevens so far to watch. 
you know, if it if it had ended with all of them like meeting in a church and hugging in the end, <laughs> uh, then I'd probably be closer to a seven. Uh, that's another lost reference. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Five for me is bad. If I give something a five, it's because I didn't like it, but I just didn't think it was horrible. Um, uh, I guess y'all are using different different standards because it seems like you liked this mostly, so, John, right? So so five is, I, I base it more off of how it changes my perception or okay. develops a character. And to this, that, okay, yeah, you know, if it never happened, it's not going to change the Clone Wars for me. Sure. Um, okay. But there was some enjoyment factor to it. Yeah. Cool. For me, it's did I enjoy it? Would I watch yeah. it again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. And I actually wanted to go back and rewatch it before, uh, before we did this and didn't have time to do that. But, no, probably. Um, yeah. I would. I thought it was great. And I'm interested to see if we see anything further from this world. That's and that's part of my issues. I'm afraid this is like one off, and we're like done with it. We're never going to hear anything about this force conduit ever again, you know. And if that's the case, it's like okay, fine. But but like, what was the point? If you're never going to use it again, what's the point of, of bringing it up? Liam Neeson. That was the Liam Neeson. Yeah. But you could have done Liam Neeson anywhere. You can bring Qui Gon's Force Ghost in some other way. Unless actually, unless he's like, hey, I'll only be a voice actor if. Yeah. Include a Griffin. <laughs> All right. If if he said that, it's worth it. It's worth a Griffin to get to get Liam Neeson, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about next week's arc. Oh, sorry guys, we've been a little long today. I didn't realize. Well, we started a little late too, but I still I think it was both. We went long and started late. It is Friday night. We normally record this on a Thursday. So maybe it's not too bad. And I couldn't shut up, I know, so. <laughs> Drew texted me for listeners out there after he had watched this. I don't know what day was it, like Tuesday or something? Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, he said, Cliff, have you seen The Clone Wars already? I was like, no. He's like, stop what you're doing and go watch it right now. I cannot wait until Thursday to discuss this with you. And I got it. Like, after I saw it, I was like, all right, I see what you're talking about, Drew. This is nuts okay for next week we are going to be watching the citadel trilogy the citadel counterattack and citadel rescue sounds promising i get the feeling we're talking some tower defense battle scenes here sounds good to me do y'all know does the citadel ring a bell for y'all is there something in Star Wars known as the Citadel that we already know about? Not that I know of. Okay. All right. We'll discover it together, I guess. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at starwarsbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And I did check and make sure that I am now forwarding the Star Wars Brothers podcast at gmail.com to my email. So really, you could technically email us either place. Oh, you know, that reminds me. I did not check the email. Right before this, so here we are live, checking the email, checking the email. I hope that it's from a female. Oh, not from a female. <laughs> Strong man. All right, I uh, see nothing. Nothing. Unless it went to junk. I'm sorry, I'm not going to check the junk folder right now because I can't do it on my iPhone easily, but maybe I'll look later. So no emails. That's a little disappointing, guys. Come on. 
step up. I've been um, marketing that everywhere I go. I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our <laughs> listeners. I'm talking to our listeners. You know, um, you're fine. Showing up, doing the podcast. You know. Well, let me check our reviews. Should have done this ahead of time, guys. Sorry. Oh yeah, I can't just search for Star Wars. We're not that popular yet because our listeners won't review us. <laughs> We're gonna get some bad reviews. I feel it. All right. Um, nothing new. Three rankings and, and five stars. Uh, only, only one of those is an actual written text review as well. That's okay. Thanks for listening, guys. If that's all you do is listen, it's good enough. You're important. <laughs> You're important to us. We care about you. We're not upset with you. <laughs> Very much. All right. Thanks for listening. We just got a Roomba two or three days ago. If we're totally honest, this is a her purchase kind of thing. And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever listener we had.